happening. Welcome to this week's What is Happening with Townsend. Isn't Raj just like so much fun? I love having that guy on here. Even though he gripes, complains, it's still a good time. No, I'm kidding. He's great. I also realized listening back, I pronounced his name Raj. Uh, and I was telling him, my apologies, it's Raj with the D-G-E at the end. But that's like too much. It's, there's too much effort in that. When you're, when you're speaking quickly, it just comes out easier, Raj. I think my tongue's just really lazy, maybe. Uh, so we came to the agreement, I'm just going to call him what I call him. And uh, he can suck it up. Okay. <laughs> okay, all jokes aside, I want to talk about traveling today. If it's cool, I'm about to go on a trip. If you miss the memo, I do music full time. I'm a musician, singer, songwriter. I'm traveling cross country. Driving doesn't bother me. I enjoy driving. I'm in control. I'm behind the steering wheel. I know where I'm going. Other than Siri glitching, you know, like every exit. You you have her on and she's like, you're driving. She's like, continue straight for one mile. And then you pass the exit and she's like, you should have turned right half a mile ago, you idiot. And I'm like, Sarah, keep up. Every time. Every time. She, she glitches and delays at the most inappropriate moments. Drives me nuts. But anyway, every now and again I fly. And I feel like flying used to be a treat. My grandparents would treat me to flying to go visit these amazing places. And it was, guys, you were classy. People would dress up for this because, like, only the business people and, you know, fancy people got to travel via plane. And so we'd go. And it wasn't first class. Everybody, it was almost like every person on the plane was treated like first class. You had your little pillow, your dress nice. Everything was nice and orderly. There weren't a billion people on the plane. Maybe not as many people could afford it. I don't know. I was a small child. I have very good memories of this. They're very fond. But nowadays, speed it up to where I'm an adult and I go, it's the worst. It's the worst. Maybe that's my anxiety speaking. I don't know, but flying, I just, like, if I could avoid it, I would rather drive, I am not kidding, if I had a gig from California to New York, I would rather drive it and play in between than fly straight, I'm not even kidding right now, like, TSA's gotten overwhelming, so for people with anxiety, this is literally your worst nightmare, and I start freaking out about it, like, a couple of weeks in advance. So in a, co- a couple of weeks before my start, my stomach starts getting in knots. I start getting a little anxious. kind of in the back of my mind 24-7. Like at night, I close my eyes to dream and I think, but what if I forget to pack something? Or like, maybe this business trip that's been booked for eight months now isn't really that important. Maybe I really don't need to go. Like I start trying to kind of back out of it, which is not, that's not an option at this point. So finally, I get up the nerve. I go to the airport and I'm like, okay, deep breaths. We got this and it's pure chaos. Do I get my tickets on my phone? Do I get them at this machine? Do I talk to the lady at the desk? And everyone treats you as if you're a complete moron, okay? Just a total moron. Whatever choice you make, it's wrong. Whatever line you choose, it's the wrong line. 
you need to be referred to the other line. This line is for bags. That line is for bags. I'll never understand it. It stresses me to the max. But not only that, that's not even the worst part. Okay, you get your tickets, you get checked in, whatever. You go up the little escalator, and then you get to, like, the TSA part. This is the part that just sends my blood pressure skyrocketing. Used to be not that bad. Maybe it was because I was a child and I had no worries. I don't know. But this is where it just totally is unappealing to me. Because of COVID and germs and, you know, like terrible people in the world, we now have lines that are like hamster tunnels. I don't know if all airports have that, but our main one, they're lined with plastic clear walls. And they're just a person wide. Okay, I'm not big. If you were big, I could not imagine all these scenarios if you were overweight. Like, no. Extremely claustrophobic. So you're walking through these hamster walls, and I'm like, uh, they're going to close in. These hamster walls are not big enough. I realize I have plenty of space, but it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel that way. And then you get through the maze of plastic walls, and you get up. And in my mind... I hope I'm not alone in this. I'm like, I hope they recognize me in my driver's license. Like, I hope they're like, oh, yeah, that's you. What? That's not even a valid concern. But that is nothing to worry about. Or I get up there and they're like, this plane says San Diego. When really I wanted to book one to New York. Like, I totally just booked it in credit. Like, I have totally irrational fears and they all kick in right about meow. Okay, so that doesn't help my case whatsoever so then they take you make you take shoes off and your belt off and all these things and they run through your bags like the bags go through the little conveyor belt and literally in this moment my palms are sweaty knees weak arms are heavy no I'm kidding a little Eminem reference but in my head I'm thinking oh my gosh and you know they have the little signs you can't pack anything over one ounce of liquid it has to be in your bag I know this but in my mind I'm thinking maybe I accidentally packed a gallon of water or a bomb. I don't even know anymore. I don't think so. I've never bought a gallon of water and I couldn't point out a bomb if you put it right out in front of me. I don't know. But like maybe I tripped and slipped and it fell into my zipped and locked TSA bag. At this point, I can't even feel my face, much less make reasonable decisions. And, I, you know, that happens when you're having, like, an anxiety attack. You, reasoning is out the window. So I am totally screwed if they pull me aside and question me. Because I would just be like, I don't, maybe I did. Maybe I did. I, at this point, I don't even know anymore. And they're like, man, we're just asking if these are your shoes. And I'm like, maybe. I don't know. And they're like, they have your name written on the inside. I'm like, I don't even know my name. It's unenjoyable for everyone involved. Unenjoyable. But I feel like also as an adult, I've had some pretty terrible experiences, which may have led to this. It's almost like a trauma response. <laughs> okay, listen to this. Last time I flew on a plane. No joke. Whatsoever. This is a real story. Okay. I get on a plane. I'm flying to California. I don't know if you've ever done this, but the plane leaves at like 3 a.m. Undesirable time, but it do be what it do be. California is a melting pot of people, okay? The plane is the 
size of Texas. And so first off, I'm like, how's that? I am do not believe that plane can get off the ground. I'm, I'm questioning the safety of this plane. So I'm already thinking about all this. I'm already questioning, did I pack a gallon of water and I just forgot and they're going to find it and they're going to kick me out and put me in jail for a gallon of water? I don't know. I don't know. I'm really uncomfortable. I can't feel my face. Things are spinning a little bit and I barely know. Am I in the right line? I don't know. But add all to that, it's a melting pot. No one speaks English. No one is the same race, gender, ethnicity. Everyone's trying to get to the place. And they are only worried about themselves. So the discomfort is skyrocketed at this point, okay? I'm painting you this picture. So I get on the plane. It is as cram-packed as my house when there are two other people in it. Okay, my house is tiny, so it fits just me. I get on this plane, and it's like a Tylenol capsule, just too tiny. And I get to my seat. I'm with my friend. So we've got, let's say, 38A and 38B. We scheduled these so that we can sit together and she can lay eyes on my complete panic attack and assure me that this flight should get off the ground. So we get to it. 38A, her seat. It's empty. She sits down. 38B, that's me. There is a full-grown Indian man sitting in my chair. And I'm like, hey, this is my seat. Now, I've heard this man speak English. I heard him at the ticket thing at the front. He begins to get very angry at me and start yelling in a different language that I do not understand. And so then my anxiety heightens a little bit more. And I'm like, oh, no. A worst nightmare. So he continues this. And I'm pointing at my ticket, 38B, and pointing at the little thing above his seat, 38B. And I'm saying, this is my seat. And he's basically motioning the middle finger to me. So I'm, I'm a very gentle and a small female. But at this moment... Him pretending to not understand that this is my seat number. I am trying to relay as calm as possible that I will gladly, later it will be regretful, but Judy chop you in the throat because I need to sit next to my friend or you're going to witness a complete horrific episode of panic. Okay. It is in the better interest of you to please Get your arse out of my seat. But this wasn't relaying, okay? So we had to get the whole plane involved. The pilot lady comes back and she's like, well, I'm like, no, this is not, this is not a game. This is not an option. I, my prescription says sit in this seat. You don't want to see what happens when I don't sit next to someone I don't know in this Tylenol capsule. Anyway, it worked out. It was fine. But little things like that, it just happened every time. Also on this trip, I took another plane. Right, There were several planes you had to jump across. I'm traveling with my guitar, obviously playing music. I get to where I'm going. I, I arrive in California. They give me my bag, my guitar. I'm in a hurry, so I'm running, trying to get to my destination. I get my Uber, which is also not for people with anxiety. Is he going to kill me? You're taking a bet. Like, am I going to end up on the news on 60 Minutes? 
are we going to have a great time and get to my destination safely? Like, that's not a bet that people in anxiety want to take. You know what I mean? All this to say, I would still rather drive my 20-year-old car cross-country and chance breaking down on the side of the road. Anyway, get to my hotel. I've got a gig, a very important gig that I flew cross-country for. Reminder. Open my guitar case. It's broken. My guitar, cracked. My suitcase, I open it, and it looks as though they threw it into the Sea of Galilee. They let it float into the Pacific, around the Atlantic a couple of times, and they were like, yeah, we should probably get this to the passenger. It was seeping. Water was seeping out my bag, so everything in it soaked. I had to hang it, dry it with a hairdryer. Not happy. And guess who you get a hold of? No one. It's like a game. So I'm excited about my trip. (laughs) Sarcasm, in case you didn't catch on to that. Um, The news, I feel like the news only shows totally horrific stories from planes as well. I feel like COVID really escalated this. And the news is like all about fear. They they want you to watch them. They want you to be fearful. I get that. They're just trying to have something to report about. But I see those flashes of just ridiculous people on the plane making a total scene. And I'm like, no. I'm driving everywhere always. So that doesn't help when you're an introvert. You just want to stay at home and be a total hermit. Like, golly. Maybe I did pack a gallon of water. I'm questioning it now. Some people find flying relaxing, and I don't, I don't understand that. I wish I was more that way. I wish I saw it as fun. And if you're listening and you're that person, I need your people to talk to my people to, like, shoot me that prescription that you're on because it sounds marvelous. Like, I can't drink coffee or caffeine for, like, three months before before I fly. So that I can help keep that anxiety at a tolerable level. Not even kidding. Okay, maybe I'm kidding a little bit. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. I don't feel like I'm kidding. These are all all true stories, sadly. I just don't get it. Let me give you another story as if I haven't deterred you enough from flying. This, a different trip, got on a plane. And it's storming pretty badly. Never ideal, but I'm like, you know what? It's going to be okay. It's going to be a okay. This is what I'm telling myself. I'm talking myself into it. I'm giving myself a pep talk in the bathroom while somebody's making really weird noises in the stall. I'm trying to keep that. I'm trying to tell myself, you, in fact, did not pack that water that you're worried about. Like, this is a legitimate thing, people. And so I get on the plane. We're seated, and I'm like, okay. Seats are a little bigger. I'm sitting next to my friend. We've got the window, the little thing open so I can see outside. They come on. You know, you load for 45 minutes or so. It's too long. It's a little too long. People are on. And about the time people are starting to get frustrated, the plane starts going, you know. So we're at that time. People are starting to get frustrated, starting to get real restless, real antsy. Like, people got to go where they got to go. And they come over the little thing. And we're going to go in the, oh, there's a little turbulent. You can't understand him. 
So we're all like, okay, cool. He comes back over a little bit more clearly. And he says, the weather's pretty terrible. We're not able to take off right now. We're going to sit for 15 minutes. Every time there's lightning nearby, we have to wait 15 minutes. So we wait. 15 minutes goes by. We get ready to rock and roll. It lightnings. And he's like, all right, guys, you know the drill. We're going to wait 15 minutes because it's just lightning. And he, he reminds us, every time it lightnings, we've got to wait another 15 minutes. So just keep that in mind. We're good. 15 minutes, 14 and a half minutes go by. And we're like, okay, good. Lightnings. And I'm like, this ain't fun, guys. This ain't fun. So I'm trying to stay calm. I'm trying to keep my mind busy. It's storming outside. At this point, we've waited about two hours. Okay. I'm starting to feel my blood pressure rise a little bit. Um, And if you didn't know, when a plane is in like neutral, just stand by, the air conditioner doesn't work. Okay, I need you to picture this. This is a large plane. We're going to a very large city. It's packed with all different people. People that are in a hurry. No one has time for this. And the air conditioner doesn't work. So it's just blowing. It's like warm air just kind of circulating. It's also summertime. So this isn't like a cool air. It's hot. And it's storming outside. It's going two hours And then we go on three hours and we're sitting in the plane and we can't get off is my thing. Like if you could just let me like, you know, maybe crack my window, crack the door. Let me know that I have the option to get off. It's the thing that like you're here. You can't go anywhere. That's my problem. And then you got the Karens and the Nancys around you that start really just not helping the situation. Of course, the lady directly to the left of me starts freaking out as if she's the only one on the plane that needs to be somewhere she goes on and on and on about something someone's dog sitting a dog and I'm like woman I'm gonna jump out the window of a plane I believe your dog situation is fine and then the lady behind us is going to town just griping about how we're gonna be stuck on this plane forever and never get off isn't that fun? That's fun. Those are fun people to be stuck on. Oh, no, no, no. It gets better. It gets better. You thought I was done? No. The seat behind me houses a small child. A small child that thinks it's all funny, which is good. I'm glad they're in a good mood. I would much rather have that than a screaming child. But because they're happy, they're kicking my seat like a wound up donkey. So they're just kicking, kicking, kicking. Karen to my left is just griping and moaning about how she's got to get home to her dog. And then I got Nancy in the back talking about literally explaining how the air in the plane is all carbon dioxide and everybody's breaths out and we're all going to die because there's no air circulation for three hours and I'm about to lose my grits, people. So I'm like, I got to get out. So I'm thinking about all my options. A, there are none. B, we're taking care of Karen and Nancy and they'll never be heard of again. C, check my bag for the millionth time for that gallon of water and or bomb. Maybe I don't. (laughs) Anyway, I stand up and I'm like, I tell myself I can breathe better in the aisle. 
nonetheless, it was horrific. I had to like pace the plane, which I know is super annoying for everyone else, but it was either that or I set the plane on fire. Like those are the two options. I would like Tasmanian devil my way through the side of that plane, like Kool-Aid man it. There'd be my figure out the side of that plane. But I don't know, in those moments where you're like, oh gosh, and you feel the anxiety coming, and then you've got Nancy in your ear. I call her Nancy because she's negative. Play by play giving steps of an anxiety attack. Okay, so she's explaining an anxiety attack and how the air is just full of everybody's breath. And we're not really getting fresh air, so we're filling our lungs with other people's germs. And it's getting hot, and the plane's getting smaller. And we're going to be stuck here for day. Now, even if you were the happy, if you were Barney, happiest person, he's probably not, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. You're the Dalai Lama, okay? Happiest person on earth, full of joy. Written a few books about it. You would sock Nancy into next Tuesday, would you not? Or you would provide her counsel. Nancy be negative, and I don't need that in my life. I feel stressed talking about it. Anyway, all this to say, I'm really excited about my trip. Uh, I'm traveling to play music. All jokes aside, it's going to be great. Once I'm there, it's fantastic. It's just like the process of getting checked in and the plane, getting there safely. I'm not worried about the plane. It's not the plane. It's the people. I'm just going to be totally honest with you. If this plane was full of golden retrievers, I'd never leave. If this plane was just me on the plane, me and a friend, I'd be cool. Like, I'd be kicked back LL Cool J style. But that's just not how it works. It's full of people. I don't know how to read a lot of people. So, I mean, people are a little bit wildin'. And we're all in the moment of stress. We're all in a little bit of stress. And so the tension's just high. Tension's just high. But it's going to be good. It's going to be great. I'm going to post pictures for you guys to see as if everything was perfect. Maybe I'll even take a video of the beads of sweat coming down my face, going through TSA, and loading on the plane. It's going to be fun. Anyway, that's really about all I got. I really just wanted to come on here. Just verbalize. Maybe it'd make me feel a little bit better. Get on social media. What is happening with Townsend? I need to know. Like, shoot me a message. Is this normal? Do you do this? Are you like, dude, you're totally crazy. Um, the plane's marvelous. It's like a carnival ride for me. Let me know. I need to know what uh, my level of one to, like, need to be sent to a psych ward for me. Like, where, where am I on that level? Should I be concerned about myself or is that like totally normal? Um, well, guys, I'd say I'm going to go sleep, but I think we both, we both, I hope there's more than two of us listening right now. I'm going to hope uh, I sleep a little bit, but I think we all know I'm not going to sleep for until, you know, I'm back home and everything's good and I'm not around total strangers in a plane. In conclusion, if you invite me to a wedding or a party or like a funeral, I love you. But if it takes a plane to get there, I'll shoot you a letter. <laughs> See you next week if I don't have to fly.